name's Sid Garza Hillman, and this is what I think. First draft of my book is in the can. First draft is in the proverbial can. Now that means nothing because it's a first draft. So there's no can because it's not done. So there's nothing to put in anything. Um, there's a, it's a bit of a milestone. This has been a long time coming. This, this, the writing of this book has taken longer and not because it's a longer book. Okay. Because this book, if you've ever worked with me or heard this podcast before, this book was written on the back of stolen moments, like today, waiting for my kids, twins, mind you. So one goes in for the piano lesson, half hour. Next goes in for the guitar lesson. Same teacher, multi-instrumentalist, if you will. But I'm just sitting in the car, you know, uh, and I'm working on the, on the book. And that's how this book has been written. Just little popping in, popping out, kind of stuff. I've talked about productivity. I'd love to be the guy who goes, you know, I'm writing a book. So don't talk to me guys. I'm kick, kick it. I'm killing it for eight hours a day. Just focused and just focused like a Navy seal, just Navy seal of, of, of book writing. And here I am just mentally honed. I wish I could tell you that. I can't tell you that. I can't tell you that and be honest. I can tell you that, uh, given my approach, I have that I follow in practice what I preach. I've gotten very adept at getting work done in five-minute chunks. I'll tell you that much. I can tell you. Um, but yeah, this is a uh, this is anyway. So now I've printed it out because see, I don't. I'm old school this way, and I use recycled paper. So don't get your panties in a bunch. But I do the first draft on a computer, and then I print it out because at when I'm editing, then I'm in the place where I want to be able to flip between pages and so on and so forth. I can't do that effectively when it is still on the screen it just bothers me so it's just pen to paper then i got to go back and make those changes and it's how it goes okay but that's where it that's where i'm at in case you asked or cared you don't neither you didn't ask didn't care but i'm telling you anyways mm. i have long since i don't talk about cholesterol on, on this podcast i don't even know if i talked about cholesterol on the old show um i got pitched recently uh, uh this podcast agent reached out to me and said hey i've got this guy and i think he'd be a great guest on your show and uh and i said uh well you know i looked him up and he's funny he's like a political comedian but i was like i could maybe make that work but i don't really do interviews i've done what i mean this, this is my 147th episode i've done one interview the entire 147 or one and that was as a favor to you know matt fraser and robert cheek because they were putting a book out and they said hey can we jump on and promote i said sure but this is not an interview show. I did more interviews for the approaching the national ones. Anyway, ne neither here nor there. So I wrote back and I said, listen, I'm not really an interview guy. And I said, I only have, like, I'm not in the thousands on this show. Like, it's, the old show was in the thousands. Had thousands of listeners. Thousands of listeners. Multiple thousands. This show, not so much. Uh, quit social media, launched a podcast uh, of no real def defined uh, parameters, if you will. She goes, why'd you quit the old show then? I go, yeah, you know, that that keeps me up at four in the morning every morning. Anyways, I may have talked about cholesterol in the old days. I don't know. I don't care. What I do know is if somebody walks in my proverbial, there's, twice, there's two proverbs I've been mentioning. I've, I've talked about pr the proverb about the can and the proverb about the door. 
These are very, very cool stories, allegories even. If you had walked in my door and said, I have high cholesterol, what most people think I would say is, what are you eating? But I don't. I go, what is your stress like? Oh, that's what I want to know. That's what I, for years now, I go, what is your stress like? Now, stress can be from the food and everything else, but you have to understand that cholesterol can, can increase for a number of reasons. And here's why I'm talking about it. Guess what happened to me? I got my blood drawn. Now I used Inside Tracker. I'm not sponsored by them, and I'm not gonna be. You know why? Because my listenership's in the hundreds. They're a little pricey. I got to be honest. I'm not into it. I'm not doing it again. Next time I'm gonna go make an appointment at the local doctor and get my blood drawn because I have health insurance. I'm not doing that whole crap. I'm not doing it. I know it's the hip thing to do now, and everyone does Inside Tracks. Not me. I'm not, not doing it. Not for that amount of money. It wasn't. I. There are markers that I ask for in a blood test that they do not offer, and they and then and they don't test for, and I think that's a fail especially for the amount of money that it costs. Okay, not spending it again. If I'm, am I a little bothered about it? A little bit bothered about it. Mm. It's a little gimmicky. Anyhow, I, I'll go back in a few months. But here's the thing. All my numbers came back. I was good, good, great. Fasting glucose, all, all the stuff. Great, I'm on a high carb diet, but nowhere. My fasting glucose is right on the money. My C-reactive protein, right on the money. All good. A little low on iron. Good. That's a good thing. I don't do the heme iron. It's high oxidative. It's shitty for you. If everyone goes, yeah, I need beef or iron. No, you don't. It's bad for you. Sorry. Not a good thing to have high iron levels. So not in danger realm, just on the low side. Happy about that. Everything. Golden. Good. Little low, little high, but all good right in the pocket, except my effing cholesterol. Can you believe? And my vitamin D. Very low. Now, I've been taking vitamin D. I take vitamin D. But I use this one brand I've been using. I got to say what it is. I'm not using it anymore. I'm like, good lord, what happened to the vitamin D? You dipshits. I'm not. I'm not using that one. So I switched back to another one that I know works. And I just, I don't know why. I just, I think I had extras of the other one. And I just, I'll use this now. And they're they are related. Not, not. I don't know 100 for sure. But the fact that those were the only two things, and my D was very low. My cholesterol wasn't crazy. My HDL was good. But the overall number, and I know. Look, I'm not a huge, like, it's the number because it has to do with the proportion of HDL to overall. It has to do with the size of the LDL. So I'm not stressed about it. No pun intended. Nailed. But a little bit of a concern. And so um, so I had to ask myself that same question. How stressed am I? Well, here's the thing, guys. First of all, my D is low. I mean, kicking ass on the sleep. So it can't be sleep because I've never slept better. I'm not even kidding. Since I've been wearing the orange glasses, I have not ever slept. I feel more rested. But here's the deal. I've been exercising more because I'm training for my own race because I run it the day before and it's coming up in late in, in late April. And I'm stressed as crap about the race. So my stress has gone up and my training has gone up. Those are two stresses that are happening. Okay. So I'm keeping an eye on those things. That's what's happening right now. Now, you might be asking yourself, well, how much cholesterol do you consume, Tit, if your cholesterol is on the high side? Zero. I consume zero cholesterol. This is the thing that people do not understand. It's people, I don't consume cholesterol. My body makes it just like the cow's body makes it. That's why it's in beef, not because the cow eats food that has cholesterol in There's no cholesterol in plant foods. I'm 100% plant-based 20 years. My cholesterol usually right in the pocket, no problem. It has spiked. I'm going to take a look at it. I'm going to test again in three months. But it's interesting. I'm glad I got that. I'm glad I got the, the, that done. By the way, so you know, breath work. Uh, 
I don't know. I don't drink very much, but you know, I do the whiskey on the weekends. I'm cutting that. Like I'm going to do like one night. I'll have a drink. I'm not, I'm not right now. So this is what, this is my philosophy. Okay. All things being equal, if I'm relatively cool, low stress, I can handle a drink or two here and then. But as the other part, this is what a small stepper does. I look at everything. I look at, okay, what's going on everywhere? Well, I've got the race coming. I can't avoid that. Can I handle the stress better? Maybe, but it's there. I mean, I have a lot of shit to do and it's waking me up in the middle of the night. That is true. And that always happens, by the way. Now, usually in the past, I go, oh, I better have another whiskey. And this time I'm like, not doing it. So I look at all the parts of my life and I go, okay, well, because these things are coming up, this is going to now come down. And by the way, I'm also writing a book. Like there's things going on. And so my body uh, is responding to that as it as it is it perceiving it the right thing to do. And I'm going to then uh, counteract that with some action on my end. Okay, that's how that goes. Anyways, kind of crazy. I was like looking at the thing. I was like, cholesterol? Good Lord, I've never had high cholesterol. Never. I mean, I get my you know blood checked every few years, whatever. Never, never. Mm. Anyway, back on that other D, and I think that's going to do it, but just in case. I'm also doing a couple tablespoons of ground flax. I'll start throwing that on my big, big freaking salads, if you know me, at night, um, and just kind of k- kill it on that level. Okay, so I think in three months we're going to be back into golden. That's what I think. Um, I have to share a story, uh, which is that this actually happened last week. Um, I was talking about the race. Somebody said, Oh, how's, how's everything going? I said, well, I think so far it's going well. And then I watched myself knock on wood, but it wasn't even real wood. It was fake. I'll tell you where it was. I was in the post office. I was in the Mendocino village post office, which is the equivalent. It is so close. Like a, maybe it's like a, you know, sheriff, Hey, Sheriff, you remember the Andy Griffish? It's that It's that post office. But but they probably had real wood because that was old school. This is fake wood paint. But I felt better. I, fe- I knocked on the wood. Oh, what a relief. Somehow I controlled that situation. Um, And so I wanted to just kind of foray into superstition for a minute because I think that that we should call superstition for what it is. And I think it's, here's what I think it is. A feeble attempt to control what we can't control. Yeah, that's what I think. It's a feeble attempt to control what we can't control. And I don't want to live that way. So it's I think it's actually worse because we expend all this energy and power thinking that we're doing something about something that we just, if we accept, we don't know. I don't know. I don't know how the race is going to be. I'm doing what I can. Knocking on wood is I just wasted knuckle energy on that one. Okay, and it adds up. Okay, and yeah, not that one knock was no big deal, but you do thousand knocks, it starts to hurt your knuckles. That's all I'm saying. I mean, where are we with this heightened sense of power and exaggerated self-worth? Yes, I can affect the outcome of my race by clicking uh, aluminum, probably, that is painted to look like wood. That is going to be something that I can do to affect a, a positive outcome. Um, just I can just click my heels. Uh, and even, by the way, speaking of clicking heels, if that's what you do, even Dorothy didn't really, if we, you know, if we're going to be honest, she didn't even have that kind of control because she was dreaming, wasn't she? Or was she? Yeah. Okay. So any of y'all joining this podcast for the first time, this is a thinking person's show. I'll tell you right now. Tonight, you're going to be like, was she or wasn't she? And did, if she wasn't dreaming, then did the heel clicks actually do something? Is it the equivalent of control-wise to knocking on wood? And why wouldn't she knock on wood, which is easier than clicking your heels and wouldn't ruin those fancy shoes? I These are questions that I, I grapple with day to day. No wonder it took me a long time to write my book. Mm. 
Thanks to Patreoners and check the show notes for information about me working with me and all that kind of crap. It's in the show notes. Show notes. You don't waste my time announcing things. I don't waste time. By the way, my book is not long. It's not a long. I realized this about myself today. I don't write. If you look at my three books, they're not. Here's why. I don't do an. I don't do case. I look at. There's a lot of. Look, it's fun if you want to. If you dig this, I don't love fluff in books. It's just a personal preference. I don't dig fluff. I don't like graphic. You know, I'm reading a page and then there's a whole nother graphic in a gray box that has a thing and I want to go to the next and I got to look at that. But then I flip the page and I got to catch up to where was I in the actual copy of the book, the text of the book. Like, why do I have to be tangential all the time? Why do you have to distract me from the book? You remove all that crap and the diet and the shopping list, and most books are seven pages long. You remove the anecdotes and the case studies, and this is my story, and and then you, it's like it's a seven-page book. So I just write the seven-page book, and I go, no flip. In fact, I think I announced that in Six Truths. I was like, you're not going to find that crap here. Read it, put it down, and go kick ass. I should have said. I want to talk about normalcy today. I'm talking about normal, being normal, because this is this is something that I'm up against, for, for, you know, as a as a, as a, as, a, as a practitioner, as a guy who potentially helps people. There's a, and especially in the diet realm. Good lord, in the diet realm, there's so much of like, but this is normal. This is normal. Well, there's a lot of things that are so-called normal, but it's, I would put it this way: being abnormal. I believe, especially in the in the arena 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 of health and wellness and happiness. I wrap those up in the same little package there. Um, being abnormal to me is just another uncomfortable necessity because the normalcy of health in the health and wellness uh, world is not serving us well. I mean, how much more normal do we have to be to realize this is not what is working? Like it's normal to go to your doctor to, uh, to get nutritional advice, but that doesn't work. If it did, we'd all be the healthiest people in the world. It's normal to eat high protein or to think we need high, so that's normal, okay? So no, abnormal is something that is stepping outside of that norm and we have to, I think at best it's worth questioning because normal doesn't mean good, it doesn't mean healthy, and it doesn't mean happy. For me, and this was, I, I think, going back of inspiration of, of for my first book, Approaching the Natural, which is, and also that podcast that had way more listeners in this one by the way i'm not letting that go because you can and this is where this is the drawback here i'll tell you one of the drawback of science and obviously i am you know my whole approach is hinged on science and research but let's face it i can i can find any study any number of studies that will support the normal i mean dairy and healthy bones they're out there it's not they're not real and they're not legit but they're there but this is why I like the approach in the natural thing because you can show me that study and I can show you this study and we can show that. But, and we can say, but it's normal. People drink milk. It's a normal thing to do. As human beings, we drink milk. But I can look at every other mammal <clears throat> who doesn't drink milk past the weaning age. I can look at our bone health in this country. I can also look at our biology. The, at the end of the day, our biology is enlightening. It's revealing. Our biology does inform us. The way that our physical bodies are is telling 
of a certain amount of what is appropriate and a certain amount of what is not. I can, we, we, we have to, I believe, anchor ourselves in that reality. And so that way, normal for societies is sometimes at odds with normal for our species. Just because it's normal to eat meat doesn't mean that it's good for us, normal for us, by the way. But we always ate meat. Yeah, when we had to. So would I, if I had to. But I don't. Because it's not appropriate to for the body. I don't. But normal doesn't always mean appropriate. It just doesn't. To look for society and then say, well, everybody drinks milk, so let me find a study that backs that up and I've won that round. But you've lost that round because that normalcy is not appropriate for any mammal including the human being. And I'm not really here to rail on dairy. I'm just saying that's one of a number of things that is normal that we do that is kind of cuckoo for Cocoa Puffs. It's not part of the part of our species. I can look at our gut bacteria. I look at the length of our intestines. I can look at the the uh, the acid in our stomachs. I can say I can look at the enzyme, the one in our mouths that is for carbohydrate. And I can say it may be normal that everyone's scared shitless about carbohydrates, but it's not right not real. The problem or struggle, if you will, and I will, is that when you when you make moves that are that are appropriate or at least in line with our design, you will be perceived as abnormal. Trust me, I'm the weirdest guy in the world because I get into a cold tub. But I can argue and do that diving into certain stressors, hormetic, it's called, is norm is is closer to normal than sitting in a room that is governed of a, a you know a range of temperature that 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 might oscillate by three degrees. Sitting in a very comfortable sixty-eight degree house all the time, and if it gets to sixty-nine, the air conditioner comes on. If it gets to sixty-seven, the heater comes on. That's not it's normal. But it's not normal. Do you see what I'm saying? Normal, but not normal. Hence the title of this episode. Normal, but not normal. So when you are making moves to live, to strengthen your body, to strengthen your mind, normalcy is, in terms of societal normalcy, is sort of got to get tossed out the window. You might end up doing some things that, that people do. That's fine. But you got to kind of toss it out the window and say, well, what is at stake here? What is appropriate for me as a as a human being, as an animal, these kinds of things? I mean, the things that we've done for, you know, to our children and, all, you know, just circumcision. It's insane. Now, was it necessary for a time? Probably. But and normal and now it's normal but it's cuckoo i mean the pediatrician in our town was like i'm not doing it if there's no science on it i ain't doing it we don't live in a third world country that where where cleanliness is is at issue it's not a normal thing so why don't we not inflict that kind of pain on a child so again sometimes abnormal is necessary look i take a i pop a vitamin d pill today totally weird but more normal than sitting in a room and not being out in the sun and my vitamin d levels are low all I'm saying is this, normalcy can be prohibitive. If you are worried about stepping outside of the norm and being that odd person out, you got to bite that bullet. You got to, if you're going to, if you're actually going to do it and do it right, you're, you may be perceived as a cuckoo and that's just fine. I mean, look, I don't want to be 
super cuckoo, but at the same time, I got to do what I got to do to feel good and to do the things that I think are necessary to be as successful as I can be. And I'm not saying to do what I'm doing because obviously the things I've been doing haven't 100% worked because my cholesterol is high. And now I got to kind of get back into the swing of things. Good marker to know, but it's worth questioning. It's worth questioning. It's worth questioning if what you're if you're worried about people perceiving you as not normal, and it's certainly worth thinking about a way to be more comfortable with the potential reality of you being abnormal. Stepped into your cathedral Set my eyes on the mother of pearl An easy decoration for a frightened A pair of eyes set back The color of shame on your neck It was cold that day I remember Stained glass 
fake light on your face I watched the tears never leave your eyes Best one.